Welcome to Puro Politics, the political podcast of the San Antonio Express News. My name is Gilbert Garcia, opinion writer and columnist, and I'm joined by Metro Editor Greg Jefferson. Kerry Clack, columnist at Atoya Board. And we're back after the Thanksgiving break. We didn't have a podcast last week, so we're kind of catching up on some things that have happened over the past couple of weeks. And I wanted to start with something that uh, we kind of knew was 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 going to happen. It had been uh, kind of in the wind for a while, which was that uh, Mayor Ron Nuremberg has appointed uh, a new charter review commission, a 15 member commission uh, to uh, to study a few issues and uh, which I, I think will could potentially be uh, on the November 2024 ballot. I mean, Greg, what is what is uh, the mayor looking uh, to have the commission? Uh, uh, it's a whole study? spate of things. Uh, the possibility of adding uh, maybe two council districts to the existing lineup of city council districts, there are 10 now, could could go up to 12. Uh, and the reason for that is kind of obvious. Uh, you know, San Antonio's had uh, pretty healthy population growth over the past few decades. And right now, I think uh, each council district it averages about 140. 45,000. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, per district. I mean, it's it's not that neat. I mean, there's some districts with more, some with less. Sure. Uh, the argument being that uh, that that's a lot for one person uh, and a relatively small staff to to represent. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I think that was an inevitable item on on Nuremberg's agenda. Uh, the other inevitable one was uh, an effort to get rid of the term limit and salary cap on the city manager. Uh, Eric Walsh is bound to, what is it, uh, seven years? Eight, eight years. Eight, eight, eight years. Uh, and he's, I think he's about midway midway through. He's about halfway seven would be the end. This, that, there's actually some urgency on this one. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's got the support of uh, the business community. They don't want to lose Eric Walsh and they don't want him, uh, his salary capped. And I think this is looking ahead. Uh, one is, uh, you know, he could get an, an offer from another city. I mean, he could be recruited and lured by higher pay and the, the city council would be powerless to do anything because they've got this cap in place. Uh, but I think the, the salary cap might have more to do with the person who comes after uh, Eric Walsh. Uh, you know, like this is something the business community has been pressing on for for quite a while now. Uh, the idea being, if you want the top talent, you need to be willing to pay for it. And you can't hem them in with this kind of arbitrary uh, term limit. So um, I think that's I think. However, this shakes out. I'm nearly certain that's going to be one of the items that go goes to voters in November 2024. That's when Nuremberg, I think, is shooting yeah. for the next charter election. Then you've got uh, you know the possibility of increasing uh, city council pay, maybe uh, changing uh, the city election to you know put it on the presidential cycle and the midterm. It's been talking maybe about four year terms instead of yeah yeah terms. yeah, and that's that's part of it. And moving it to November, um, we'll see how that works out. But uh, yeah, I think those are the main items on the agenda, and to kind of uh, stiffen the spine of the uh, ethics review committee, make it a little more independent. Yeah, yeah. Carrie, yeah. what do you when you think about things like uh, uh, council pay, expanding city council? I mean, what what do you what are your thoughts on that? I think council pay is is some. I think it it should be increased. It was a such a big breakthrough in 2015 to actually give them pay and yeah. to allow folks who aren't independently wealthy or 
or have a spouse who works to to be able to serve on the city council. Um, and I, I and I think the, it doesn't it doesn't have to necessarily be as high as what council members in Houston or Austin make, but I think it could go up a bit. Definitely. The expansion um, of city council it's inevitable, and you can go from twelve to fourteen. But this is the, the issue. It's going to be is is inequity because obviously mm-hmm. the city grows towards the north. So it's only fair that if you're going to expand the council, that the northern part of the city should probably get those extra council folks. So what happens to those on the southern part of the city? What happens to District Two, mm-hmm. which is historically the 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 one seat where you have uh, have African American representation? Yeah. Although to me, in, in the end, whoever wins, wins in a particular seat. But um, those are the questions that I'm really curious more. So, you know, with the with the city manager, I think it's ridiculous that there would be any kind of a, a term limit, any kind of a, a salary cap. It's like we're talking about a, a sports team, any kind of a salary <laughs> cap on someone and, and to, that would, would restrict our ability to hold someone of talent. But the real, the, the, the the real debate is going to be on the expansion of, of of the city council and just where you're going to put those extra seats. It would be really thorny to do. I went to mention on the the issue of, of the city manager uh, tenure and pay. This goes back to a charter amendment passed by the fire union. Uh, they mm-hmm. got it on the ballot and they were able to get it passed in 2018. And it was really a revenge move yeah, against Sheriff I mean, Scully. Scully. They were it, fighting that's, 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 that's the irony of it. I mean, it was, <laughs> this was all about Sheryl Scully and did not affect her at all. That's it right. was the person who came after her. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, that's a, that fight mortally wounded her. I mean, you'll, you'll yeah. remember that it was not just within weeks of that that's election right. that she announced her plan to retire. Yeah. It, it, and it, the whole, there, they had a package of propositions which were basically designed to weaken the power of the city government. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, it would, I always had a hard time believing that they thought this was in the best interest of the city. Of, well, no. Like more like we just want to, we want to get some revenge. <laughs> no, right. um, well, I mean, you can, and even the fire union, which would champion these, like they're now willing to, at least <laughs> it's like, yeah, we should yeah. consider that. You that's, know, like it's, that's that's, yeah, it's a, it might be worth revisiting. You know. <laughs> yeah. On, on the council pay issue, this is, uh, you know, prior to 2015, uh, council members were making $20 a meeting with a maximum of 1040 a year. I think the mayor was making like 3000 uh, maximum a year. Uh, so I think that was a ridiculous situation. Uh, you did have at the time when, when you had that, um, that charter amendment on the ballot and it did pass. You had people like Greg Brockhouse, uh, who I don't think was a council member yet. I think that was he. I think that was later. Uh, arguing against it, saying because he had worked on council mm-hmm. uh, as a council staff member, and saying, you know, this isn't a full time job. This is just kind. Of, I never really accepted that because I, I, I think if you, um, I mean, if you really, if you really are going to do the job properly, I think it is a full time job. And we're now at council members making uh, a little under forty six thousand a year. The mayor making a little under sixty two thousand. It's a big improvement. I think when when they put that on the ballot. There was some talk about maybe having some kind of cost of living bump that we go, which I think would have solved the problem. Yeah, I mean, just in, yeah. index it. Yeah, index but it. they di- they didn't do that. I think because they just wanted to get it passed. They were, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, they I think they were going to have a hard enough time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you know, there were, and thinking about it now, it seems a little bit strange to think that. Yeah, I mean, there was there was. You know, this wasn't a certainty. No. You know, I mean, paying your council. I mean, that's radical. This is San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. Are you really going to do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, and they did. Mindset. So, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, they did. 
Uh, so why not? I mean, what I hope is the the Charter Re- Review Commission comes up with some kind of, you know, that what their proposal is is indexing. So, so you we know, don't have we, to do we, this yeah, every exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, you had this. I'm not sure if Phoenix, the city of Phoenix, ever ever adopted that kind of a mechanism. But I mean, there was a long period. They they were you know a couple of decades ago they were in the same position, maybe not quite as bad as San Antonio, but they were getting paid peanuts. Uh, and they just, you know, they steadily increased um, salary pay or uh, council pay, but it ha- they had to go to the voters every time. Yeah. So you want to kind of avoid that. And you can do that by by just kind of attaching it to, you know, every time, you know, the, the median household income increases yeah. or in median income increases, the uh, council pay goes in lockstep. Just, Whatever you think yeah. of, of uh, any particular city council person. I mean, you worked in City Hall. I worked in City Hall. You've covered it. It's a full-time job. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not just showing up on, on, on Thursdays. Uh, it's, you know, it's all the committees. It's going to going to neighborhood association meetings. It's a full-time <laughs> yeah. job. That's right. Anybody, it's, not, it's not nine to five. Nine, no, it's not no, a lot of nighttime no. stuff. Yeah. And anybody who says it is, it's a part-time gig, they're either just, they're either demagoguing it or they're just not paying attention. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. It's worth uh, remembering that earlier this year we saw a, district, a former District 7 council member, Ana Sandoval, leave mm. uh, her job and citing as a, one of the reasons uh, the fact that she just needed to make yeah. more money than she was making as a council member. Um, I know that we've got at least some of the, the council members working jobs on the side. Um, and I think that's all, that's always been true. I mean, the, the thing that, uh, and as far as the, the, the size of the council districts, I mean, when, the, when we went to single member districts in 1977, the average city council d- district had 65,000 mm-hmm. people. Now, as Greg said, it's, we're at 140 some thousand. Yeah. So there's a lot of reason to, to, to want to expand the city council. I think with, with, with both issues, what's interesting is that it's, it's always hard when someone, when someone asks, well, what are, you know, we, we gave you council pay in 2015. What, it, what have you produced as a result? Yeah. You know, or, uh, you know, if, if you expand the council and uh, so you don't have to represent as many people, what, what, are, what, what is that going to produce? It's, it's always really hard to find tangible evidence of this. And, and I go back to um, former Mayor Hardberger and one of his last major acts. And this is where I see a parallel with Ron Nuremberg. Because I think this is going to be kind of one of the last things he wants to get done before he's term limited out. Phil Hardberger fought to get um, to loosen term limits for city council members, mm-hmm. which I think was like, you couldn't do more than four years, two terms at the time. And he expanded, mm-hmm. they had it expanded to, to eight years. And he made the argument that we need to have a little more institutional knowledge. You know, that's the council can function better, but, and it passed, but it's always hard to show, well, well, what did that produce? Can you, can you show me like how the council has operated better since then? I mean, there might be some anecdotes that people can provide. I think that these things are all positive. I think, mm-hmm. you know, expanding term limits, I think <clears throat> more council pay, Certainly, uh, having more council districts and people having mm-hmm. smaller districts, I think all these things are positive. But it's but if if you have someone who's a naysayer, it's really hard to show them. Yeah. Well, how is this how is this benefiting the city? What have you what right. is this producing? I mean, the flip side of that is, um, so <clears throat> you're saying that the city is such that we really do need. Uh, a part-time council, a truly part-time yeah, council yeah. that's paid nothing. I mean, <laughs> like we're not, the city of San Antonio isn't worth more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and how, and, and when we were talking about the, 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 the savings to taxpayers by not paying them more, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so minuscule. Well, the, well, the contrast that, you know, you know, we, 
what what eight years that you know, we voted to to give city councils a real a real salary, and you know to raise the salary, you got to go through this process again of the whole charter commission. And you contrast that with commissioners' court, <laughs> where <laughs> we deserve a pay. We got it. So if this thing goes before the voters, if, if all of these things we talked about go before the voters in November twenty twenty four, I mean, I guess the question would be. Would they be able to redraw the district lines in time? No, for like, probably not. not. Right? No, no. Because, I mean, you're talking that would be mm. six months away. No, I, I think that's extremely, very unlikely. And like Harry's saying, that that's going to be one of the, the, the toughest battles uh, we've seen in municipal politics for yeah. a long time. If that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when you think when you when we you went to the single member district, that's that's what assured, like, for instance, district two having the having the. Mm -hmm. The quote unquote the, the the black seat, but then to expand, you know, and you know before you're know, doing the the GGL, you know, you there were other, there were black council members, but it wasn't like something that was assured. Um, you know, an art hall showed that 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 an African American can get elected yeah. on the north side. True. He won in district eight. You know, that same year that you know that Patty Rado won in what was it district one. Um, so. It can happen, but boy, I, I, you can just see that this is going to be, that would be the most contentious uh, yeah. part of this. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems almost inevitable that expanding uh, city council seats would dilute the power of, not that they have a ton of power, but progressive council members like Terry Castillo and like, yeah, like Jayla McKay Rodriguez in district in District 2. Because these are, you know, what the, the population growth is mostly... You know, on the kind of northwest, northeast yeah. sides, and some on the southeast side. I mean, they, that gets overlooked a lot, but that's that's mm. booming quite a bit too. Um, and those are going to be probably more conservative voters than you would find, like the farther south you go. Um, so yeah, that that it's going to change the cast or the tent of of city council. It's going to be a little more, a little bit more conservative, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we saw just with the last, you know. Uh, round of redistricting or our, our, our normal redistricting that we have every 10 years. I mean, there were battles between Manny Pelias and Asan Duvall over the medical center yeah, and who's going to yeah. get this. And I mean, this yeah. just multiply right. that by several times. Yeah. I mean, a lot of different battles going on. Mm -hmm. um, so I uh, wanted to, to shift gears and, and talk about what's been going on in the state legislature in the, in the past couple of weeks. Um, I think a lot of our listeners know that the school vouchers issue, which has really been driving Governor Greg Abbott's decision to keep calling special sessions. We're in our fourth special session. And I mean, there've been other issues too, but this has been the primary one mm -hmm. because you have a faction of Republicans who don't want school vouchers and uh, in the Texas house and, and, and they're have been, have been blocking this thing. A uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, we had um, uh, an 84 to 63 vote in Texas house uh, in which uh, in favor of stripping out uh, a voucher, uh, plank uh, from the education bill. There were 21 Republicans who joined Democrats in this, including San Antonio, Steve Allison. Um, so I, I get, I also wanted to mention that uh, there were 58 Republicans who did vote in favor of keeping vouchers in the bill. One of them was John Lujan in uh, Texas House District 118. Um, and he was endorsed, one of the 58 endorsed by Greg Abbott right after that vote. And this is a swing district. This is one of the, the few genuine swing districts in the state of Texas. Um, it's going to be very competitive in 2024. 
And I think whoever the Democratic candidate is going to be is going to talk about vouchers and John Luan's vote to keep vouchers in this education bill. It's going to come up a lot. And that's something to watch. Um, Carrie, what did you make of uh, this? I mean, we've just this just seems to keep uh, repeating itself that we, we I don't no matter how long uh, Greg Abbott keeps uh, extending the, the legislative session this year, uh, it, there, there's a faction of Republicans who just do not want vouchers. Um, I don't think he gets enough, Governor Abbott gets enough credit for showing that bipartisanship can work. <laughs> Bring Democrats and Republicans together and you can't accomplish all great things. And I think the governor should, should instead of, you know, wallowing in despair and calling a fifth uh, yeah. session, just say mission accomplished. Maybe, okay, the vouchers part didn't work, but look what I've done. I brought Democrats and Republicans together to oppose me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the whole definition of insanity to keep doing the same old thing. And does he, do you think he's going to call a fifth? It seems, I don't know if his appetite is. Uh, I, I, that's he may a, be leaving into the party primary. To the, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, you're, you're reaching a point. Sort out that way. Yeah. You're reaching a point now. I mean, you're getting to the end of the year. It's just, it's, it's absurd. I mean, what we've, what we've seen. And especially when, I mean, the, the, the people who are, who are, I, I don't know that you, you can, you can really find a compromise. I mean, there've been attempts, I think, to try to kind of massage yeah. this, but I, I don't, there are people particularly in rural districts that, um, even though they're Republicans and they've got a Republican governor and lieutenant governor who want vouchers, this is, they're seeing this as not beneficial to their districts. And I don't know what you're going to change unless you, unless the thinking is just that people are going to get so fed up with being that they're just going to, they're just going to cave in because they just can't take it anymore. Um, it seemed like his, his, the, the sign that things were really going bad was when he, he tried this move of there was this agreement. Yes. Was, they had an agreement and uh, then he started blaming the speaker. Then, then in the midst of this agreement, you know, when he should be, you know, doing what he can to, to nail it down, he flies off to Israel to mm -hmm. stand with Netanyahu. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that was, you know, so if you really believe that you have something going that you can win this thing, then you wouldn't have done that. And I, he knows he's lost this. He's not going to win. It was this. a really strange movie. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, one uh, priority of the, of the governors that has passed is SB4 and uh, an equally controversial bill. And this is uh, a bill that um, takes what's a federal issue, immigration, and uh, makes basically has the, the state kind of stepping on the federal ju jurisdiction, um, you know, makes it uh, a criminal act, uh, illegal entry into the United States, uh, a criminal act. Um, if convicted, you'll be forced to, re to return to Mexico. And if uh, and if you fail to do so, you could be looking at a 20-year prison sentence. Um, there are several things that are, I think, wrong with this. I mean, I want to get your thoughts. I mean, Greg, when you when you mm -hmm. look at this, um, the risk of or the the chance that <laughs> people will be profiled that would be a big one. <laughs> that, that would be a big one. Yeah, and I think I would expect the like this thing is going to this thing is going to be challenged in court. Probably, you know, yeah, this is going to be litigated hopefully to death. <laughs> that's actually the, I had four. That's five because you're right. This is going to be an endless litigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's inevitable, and I think uh, the the danger that this will feed profiling is is going to be a, a really strong argument. Yeah, probably. And there's, you know, and and I truly believe that most most law enforcement officers aren't, you know, how can I say this? 
profiling definitely exists, but I do believe that most right-minded law enforcement officers are not going to see the three of us somewhere in Dallas and think that two of us, at least certainly one of us, but two of us might not be legal. Uh, but, but, but the legislation makes that possible for it to happen. Yeah. And, uh, and it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, when I look at this, I think the, I mean, the clear issue, one of the clear issues is immigration is a federal issue. It's not the state really does not have the right to, to, to create these, these kinds of laws. Um, you're also looking, um, as Greg said, that the fact that, um, there's going to be a profiling issue. Um, one thing that's really strange about this, too, is the idea of returning people to Mexico when uh, in fiscal year 2023, uh, Border Patrol agents, their encounters with with migrants at, at the southern border uh, found that I think 83 percent of them were from countries other than Mexico. Mm-hmm. So returning them to a country that they're in most cases, these uh, migrants are not from. Uh, Mexico has made it clear they, they do not oh, they're not yes. happy about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so I don't think that you're going to have any cooperation with them coming from this. So, uh, so that's also, a, you know, a, just a very strange, um, element to it. Um, it, we're, it's going to, it's going to get challenged. I, I, if it goes to the Supreme Court, I, I don't, hmm. don't know that I have a lot of confidence hmm. in this current Supreme Court to, um, to, to make the, the constitutionally sound decision. Uh, I might be wrong and I, I'd like to be wrong on that. Um, this is just a really bad idea on, on several fronts. Um, Horrible yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, we're, we're going to continue following what's 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 going on with with, with the state, and uh, we're you know we're at an interesting point now because we're um, we're getting close as we you know with the holidays coming up, we're we're getting close to the point where we're going to start. Uh, the, the both the city and county elections, I think, are going to yeah. start to take shape, and and we're going to have it's going to be clear who I think we're we're going to see running in some of the uh, are some of the legislative races in Bear County. So um, we thank everybody for listening. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and we'll be back with you next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.